0: Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Oh, indeed.
1: Hello and welcome on a Saturday morning. Albie Kid, how are you this morning? Good morning, morning Dets. Yeah, and Phil Stubbins. Good Stubbins, morning, boys. Good yeah, morning. Gee, a lot to talk about this week and we will get to it shortly. Gee, Ranieri gone. Sacked. Very sad. After winning the title at Leicester City. they don't Disgraceful, Dets. Disgraceful. Terrible. Yeah, but they're going to get relegated. Well, they're close to it, potentially. He's
2: brought that club from nothing to mm. win the, the EPL and they've sacked him. It's, it's, it's an incredible decision, seriously. Right.
1: We'll look at that in depth in just a moment. Also coming up, uh, Archie Knox. Now, this is part two of the uh, conversation you had with him, Albie. Yep. Uh, great interview. Now, uh, this week he talks about, and it's really interesting, I think a lot of people will be very surprised, his best ever player. It's not
3: you, Albie.
1: Albie ran second.
2: I've got to be up there, Sturzy. I've got to be up
1: there. he ran second. Hey, uh, Phil, (laughs) I want to talk to you in depth as well about uh, Adelaide United taking on Gamba Osaka the other night. Talk about a gulf between our leagues. I mean, that was just a a glaring
3: example of where we're at. Yeah, it was a bit of a a canter there in the end for for Gamba. Um, I think even Western Sydney Wanderers against Uruwa Reds. And and what it clearly showed to me was that if you've not got a, a, a strong a full 11 out there that's able to really compete at the top edge then you're going to get the result that was Is it sold. purely budget? I think there's a lot to do with it Dits, I have to say um, but at the end of the day look Western Sydney Wanderers have won it Adelaide United themselves have got in the final with the same budgets and restrictions that we've had all this time but I think it does play some part but but not in its entirety now
2: Yeah I must agree with that it's, uh you look at the squad that they had in 2008 uh, in the final It's a sh- the team now is a shadow of that team Hmm so,
1: so because the other leagues take our best players because, purely because of budget.
3: Well, they do. Look, and players move around, and they come and go, and players get sold, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's all about planning. You know, you've got to really go out and set your stall out and get a, a squad in place that you think can be competitive on both sides. Um, and I mean by that the A League and also the the Champions League. If you look at Sydney FC at the moment, <laughs> we're talking about salary caps, but they've got some. Uh, what a terrific squad that they've got! Yep. You know, Melbourne Victory as well. So it can be done. It. Yep.
2: The positive lads to come out of that game would uh, say the young lads of Dogari and McGree getting that experience to play against a quality team. Yeah, like Gamba.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. Now you've raised McGree. Now sometimes uh, I'm a bit of an angry supporter, and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm thinking, all right, we're getting outplayed here. Now, if the McGree family are listening this morning, please don't take this personally. I'm saying this because I hope that the, the lad can kick on and learn. Because everyone tells me that this boy is fantastic. Everyone tells me he can play. And I think you're both saying
3: the same thing, aren't you? Oh, look, from my perspective, I've been saying it for weeks and weeks now. And I think he's growing. I, right. I, I'm going to listen to what you've got to say about your concerns. I hope Gearmore.
1: Now, Amor's under the pump. There's no doubt about it. No one wants to say it. No one will admit it. But I will. He's under the pump. All right? He, he needs to lift big time. And I tell you what, if he's a good coach, he'll pull McGree aside after the other night and say, mate, that's not your job, to grab people, to scrag, to pull them by the shirt, to be the last man that brings down the attacking player. That, mate, you're a kid learning your craft. Get out and show us how good you are. And the bloke like Elrich, who's played three, four hundred games, let him do that stuff. Let him be the bully. Let him do that. McGree should have got sent off the other night. He was very, very lucky. And that, to me, is not on. Um, I hope Amor
3: has grabbed... Or maybe it's Armore's fault, because that is poor coaching. Maybe he's just trying to set his stall out there, it's, You know, you're talking about a winning mentality and somebody taking the bull by the horns and showing leadership. Maybe it's McCree doing it in the way that he's doing it. Whether they can speak to him and, and, and calm him down in such situations, uh, who knows? I think he's got a bit of an edge to his game, and I don't mind that side of it to a point where it's restrained where needed. But um, I think Riley McCree. Not his job. It's not his job, but he's a, he's a terrific prospect for, he the, is. For, the, for Adelaide United and for Australian football.
1: So he should go out and show us what he's got. And as I said, please, if they're listening, don't take it personally because I love the lad as well. He's a good player. But as I said, Tariq Ulrich, Moroni, any of those blokes,
3: as defenders, let them do it. You go out there and win the game for us. Show us what you've got well it was a tough game obviously 3-0 and they'll be smarting from that there's no doubt about that and uh, as we all know there's Melbourne victory away from home is going to be uh, <laughs> not a stroll in the park for them so they've got a, they've got a tough month ahead Adelaide United
2: alright yep how was it. Endo Endo 37 year old hmm. still very very capable
3: yep what a good player well he just seems to walk around doesn't he and it's, he d- it's easy for him he never
1: it's the real football show on Triple M. Just a reminder, Dead Set Legends with KG and Jars coming up. Maddie <laughs> Nix from Port Adelaide and Brody Smith from the Crows to join them on Dead Set Legends this morning. Right now, though, it is the real football show. Well, look what's happened at Leicester, eh? Unbelievable. Now, just read a statement from the club. This is about Ranieri. Claudio has brought outstanding qualities to the office. His skillful management, powers of motivation and measured approach have been reflective of the rich experience we always knew he would bring to Leicester City. His warmth, his charm, his charisma have helped transform perceptions of the club and develop its profile and so on. It goes, it goes, it goes. Uh, Phil, did he have to go?
3: No, he didn't. There's obviously stuff going on behind <laughs> the scenes there. That it's that, that, look, when it gets into a situation like that where they're constantly not being able to win games, then... There's rumblings behind the scenes, and people are looking to pass the blame. And obviously, as the head coach, mm. you're going to get the finger pointing. at you. I think it's a very sad day for football in its in itself, and um, certainly for Ranieri. But um, look, what can you say? They won the championship last year, and all the hoopla that went with that. It was an unbelievable experience for everybody. But so, where have they fallen apart? Look, I just don't think they've been able to to get onto the shirt tails of what they accomplished last year mentally. Dits, and I think that without winning those games and being able to to see themselves through. They've slowly waned in terms of the mentality, and I think that the blame's been pushed clearly over to Ranieri. That's got to the board level, uh, and they've made the decision. Look, there's millions involved, as we all know, staying in the Premier League uh, and having a position in the competition, but to get relegated, it's just a, it's a multi-million dollar industry, Chris, and um, that's obviously why they've made the decision.
2: Well, there are 13 games to go. Uh, what's your take on it, Albie? It's a mercenary decision That's I think, uh, look, I'm a great believer, if uh, you've got a coach in there that's a proven coach and he's done well for the club, stick with him. Now, he, he's, put the, he's put Leicester on the map glo- globally. Yep. And I just think they should have stuck with him because um, really, as you say, there's 13 games left or whatnot. Mm. There is a lot of money involved here, but putting money to the side there, he's a good person, he's a good individual, he's done well, he knows the game. You know, are we going to get another Alan Pardew coming in here? Because that, that's what, exactly what's going to happen. What do you mean by that? Well, just another coach that um, that's not done that well. Right? You look at Pardew's uh, track history. You mm. look at R- Ranieri. For Ranieri to be replaced with somebody like Pardew is a, a disgrace, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to be Pardew, Dits, but somebody Someone like, like that.
3: that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were just talking prior that, you know, Ditz's team, West Bromwich Albion, with Tony Pulis, has instilled a, a fantastic mentality into the football club. He's, got, he's made some real inroads in terms of a stability and, and, and sustained success in the position in the competition. I think they're eighth at the moment. This is West Brom. But Leicester, you know, they, they had that and it, it seems to have dissipated this year. And 100% the players have gone against him, Albie. Yep. Once that happens, if the board don't support the head coach and that gets rid of all that disgruntlement within the training camp, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then it has to fall back on the coach. And they're obviously looking at, they don't want to get relegated.
2: But with all due respect to Leicester, it's a provincial club. How many top coaches are going to be interested in coaching Leicester? But that's my point. So Tony Poulos... No, no, no.
1: Things have changed now, Albie. You say they're a provincial club. Leicester's a a major city in the Midlands. I know it's not London, but it's not a London club like Arsenal or, or Spurs. However, if you're in the Premier League these days, you've got the budget. You're not just a little tiny club. All of them have got the budget because of the TV rights. You it it is a job worth doing simply because of the money,
2: surely. Well, it'll be a decision made, I would imagine, very very shortly, within a week or so. And let's see how who comes out the winner.
3: But I want to speak to you about that successful Tony Pulis. I was saying he's not successful. He hasn't really won anything.
2: But Tony Pulis is 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 in a a, probably a comfort zone there. With all due respect, to comfort zone? Well, at West Brom, he's doing well. He's doing fantastic. I don't
3: think he's in a comfort zone. I think he's working. Extremely
1: from from hard a, a management results. point
2: of view and continuity of his of his work, mm. it's a mercenary business. Mm. Th- th- these right, guys. I want to read.
1: Me. I want to read further in this statement. I've just picked up on something here that I'd really like your comment on. Right, this is from the Leicester City club. Yep. I find this amazing. They're saying it was never our expectation that the extraordinary feats of last season should be replicated this season. Indeed, survival in the Premier League was our first and only target at the start of the campaign.
3: Rubbish. Well, there's your problem there. Yeah, if a rubbish. club has that attitude, yep. what hope have you got? It well, starts no. at the top. Well, that's that's exactly my point. So they're all looking for somebody to blame that's now. Pathetic. But the, the club themselves, as well as the players, and unfortunately, it's Claudio Ranieri. When you've won the title, our only target was survival. Do me a favour. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they've just thrown that out there. dits in reference to actually getting rid of him. I'd say, but. Um...
1: All right, the yeah. caretaker manager was uh, is going to be uh, Ranieri's assistant, Craig Shakespeare. Now, he's already conducted his first press conference.
0: What's the sequence of events yesterday? When were you told about the situation?
4: We uh, we flew back from Seville. Um, problems landing, as you can imagine, with the storm. Um, I arrived home and had a phone call just before the news broke from the director of football, John Rudkin, uh, telling me of uh, what was happening and um, asking me to take care caretaker for the next game Um, and that was it
0: do you believe it's the right decision I mean you've been you've been close quarters with the manager and the squad all season as it continued from last season I mean what do you what do you make of it overall
4: I think whether I think it's the right decision is irrelevant I think the owners have made that decision and we have to respect that I think um, we all know that results haven't been good enough this season there have been
0: reports though of player unrest even suggestions that your relationship with Claudio had soured. What do you what do you say about that?
4: Again, a lot of it has been speculation uh, with no foundation. I think um, my relationship with Claudio um, has been perfectly fine all the way along. I've never had a problem with him. He's never had a problem with me. I spoke with him last night on the phone uh, after the news broke. He actually thanked me for, for my support.
0: Do you feel sorry for him? I mean, some people have suggested he's been stabbed
4: in the back. Again, feel sorry. I always feel sorry for when people lose the jobs and I think in the circumstances um, I can understand.
0: Are you aware that the club have, or if the club have spoken to any potential candidates going forward?
4: I'm not aware of that. Uh, as I say, all my remit is, is to get the players ready and focused for the Liverpool game.
0: What sort of personality does the manager's job require at this club right now?
4: Well, I think, um, again, we need to make sure that uh, we get back winning ways. How we do that, again I'll address the players in the morning um, our focus has to be on trying to get three points on Monday night
1: There you go, Craig Shakespeare who is the new caretaker
3: coach at Leicester City, what do you think of what he had to say Phil? For me clearly there's, there's stuff there in, in his answers and uh, how he projected himself that he's not done Claudio Ranieri any favours in my opinion. I think he's taken this as an opportunity and listening to the words and how he actually scripted all that I, I think there's been some undermining things that have gone on behind the scenes. <laughs>
2: He's just come back from Seville. <laughs> They've got to beat 2 1 in Europe. Mm. Okay? That's a fantastic result. Vardy's scoring the goal there. It's not a fantastic
3: yeah. result. It's a fantastic effort, maybe, but not. It's a fantastic bad.
2: result yeah. to get a 2 1 result away for f- Seville. Because you've got to go back home yeah. and they the, the could beat them at home. Mm. Okay. Right? So it is a good result. He, this this Ranier has been put on record to say he puts his players first, right? Because mm. he made the mistake at Chelsea where he put himself first, mm-hmm. like a Mourinho or whatever. And and really, you, you've just got to think back what he's done for Leicester. It's a diabolical decision to sack to sack him. If you're on and the I'll board, tell you right now, the guy that comes in will be second rate. That's what I'm tipping. So, if you're on the board, Albie,
3: how would you go about it? Actually, being a, being a, somebody that can be the director and actually make things happen behind the scenes, what would you actually encourage? And what would you what pathway would you have gone down?
2: Well, uh, as I said. Earlier on I'm a great believer If you've got a good coach In there And it clearly He's a good coach he's, he's coached at the highest level Right He's went in there Won the EPL He's done well So he knows how to coach So put that to the side He's a good guy He looks good He, he looks good sorry Well He looks good He looks good in terms of Looking after the players Right Right And he's made a comment That It's all about the players That that does it for me That's and, and that's how he's approached his business this year. So would you accept him? No.
3: Okay.
1: Okay, final word from Albie Kid. There you go. It's uh, the sacking of Claudio Ranieri at Leicester City. In a moment, it's our part two. Part two of the interview with Archie Knox, who was, uh, for those that don't know, Sir Alex Ferguson's assistant at Man United all those years. And Albie caught up with him last week. We, uh, we played the first part of the interview last Saturday. It was real, real good stuff. And today, he talks about uh, the best players he's coached. It's The Real Football Show on Triple M. Ah, the real football show on a Saturday morning, seven twenty four. It is. It's a big, big morning on Triple M. You have got Dead Set Legends coming up, uh, KG and Jars to interview Port Adelaide assistant coach Maddie Nixon, also Crow Brody Smith, and then you've got Roy and HG. Right now, though, it's time for part two of this wonderful chat. Uh, Albie Kidd and our very own Alex Abella have caught up with Sir Alex Ferguson's former assistant coach at Man United. Archie Knox.
0: It's the Real Football Show at Triple M, and we are chatting to legendary manager and assistant manager of clubs like Aberdeen, Dundee United, and Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson, Archie
2: Knox. Archie, have you had to pick one player? Who left their mark with you? Who made a mark on you? Which which player? Apart from me, obviously. Um,
5: apart from yourself. I mean, that was the obvious choice, but uh, I'll leave you out, because the comparison between yourself and Gascoigne wasn't great, right? <laughs> wasn't a great golf there, but uh, no, Gascoigne was uh, a phenomenal player.
2: Is that right? You no, know,
5: uh, when we had him at Rangers for the couple of years we had him at Rangers, he was he could do anything, lad. You know, everybody used to say he was a a fat guy and all this sort of thing. Gascoigne could run, had great stamina, uh, he could tackle, he was good in the air, and of course he's uh, he's dribbling and beating people. You never see. I don't see a player in England that does anything close to what Gascoigne was capable of.
2: Yeah, he was certainly quality, are yeah. And he,
5: he was a handful. He was a handful as a lad, you know. But uh, there was no malice in that. And Paul Gascoigne, he just, uh, he just, if he could have played football twenty-four hours a day, he would have never, he'd have never have been in trouble. But I can remember the Scottish Cup final against Harps, where we won five-one. We were ready to go on. The, Ready to go on the bus. We'd we had a pre-match meal at, uh, at Ibrox, and uh, we're ready to ready to go on the bus. And the kit man says Gascon's got no clothes. I says, Well, he can't really go naked on the bus. So, <laughs> uh, and we all we all had the suits and that on. You see, we need we need to find them something to wear. So the 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 kit man found them, uh, a suit. Right, I I had in my locker. I had. Uh, underpants, socks, and a pair of shoes, Albert, that I must have got out virals <laughs> for 30 bob, right? With a buckle and that on them. So anyway, cutting this story short, um, that's going put on all these shoes and stuff that I had shipped the whole lot. So the commentary at the before the start of the game when the players were going onto the field just to have a look around and stuff like that, then was that Jock Brown. Uh, came out, came out and, and Gascoigne's having a kick about with the young kids you know the ball boys and stuff like that and Jock Brown come out with the comrade and there's Paul Gascoigne with his 400 pound Gucci shoes <laughs> having a kick around <laughs> with the two boys <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Now look Archie just to change tact a little bit from the players uh, what's your thoughts on Man United right now Archie under uh, Mourinho Well,
5: oh, they're starting to come back I don't think there's any doubt about that like Van Gaal, like Louis Van Gaal had then, uh, and didn't manage to overcome it somehow. But uh, Mourinho seems as if he's managing to overcome the the thing and put his own stamp on on what uh, Man United are all about. I mean, then there was always there was always the bit that Mourinho's teams, you know, then were defensive and and then went from there on counters and stuff like that. But uh, he, he's managed to evolve a team there that, you know, then got a bit of youth on its side in that as well, so the best years have still to come from him and I've no doubt that he'll add players as well. So, you know, I think uh, it's turning back Man United's way in terms of them being up there and, and ready to challenge for the uh, championships again.
2: Archie, Arsene Wenger, he's qualified for Europe for, for the last 16, 17 years or what? But is it time for 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 um um for him to stand to the side?
5: He's made the last sixteen in that uh, competition for the last seventeen years. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Now every person has, you know, you can't go on forever. I think Arsene Wenger fixed something like sixty-seven now, so the changes. And that was another thing. Just jumping back to Alec for a bit, and Alec managed to cope with all these changes in football over his twenty-six years at Manchester United. The different teams that he built and uh, the different players that you were get, becoming involved in. You know, the players with uh, big agents and agents had the name and stuff like that. So he managed to do all that, the same as Arsene Wenger has done. And uh, it's a kind of shame to see people criticising uh, Arsene Wenger for, uh, you know, this season because he hasn't made any more progress in the European Cup or. It looks as if they're not going to win the league again, but uh, he's kept them up there the whole time. And uh, there's, there's nobody has a record like him, other than other than Alec Ferguson. So I think it's uh, people are no longer uh, they'll give you a bit of praise when you're winning and doing well, but they also are not long in jumping on the bandwagon if uh, things start start to turn and say, oh, well, it's time for them to go and. I think that decision will be made by Arsene Wenger himself. He's uh, a, a person of uh, a real standing and I don't think he'll want to hang about if he thinks that uh, the players are just a little bit different from what, what he had when he had the the Bowls and the Adams and, and people like that, O'Leary's. And then the year, of course, where they went 44 games without losing a game, went through the whole league without losing a game. I mean, that's... It's just quite incredible in the English Premier League. Archie, great talking
2: to you. Look, in closing, um, who's going to win the APL and and why?
5: Well, it looks like Chelsea. You know, uh, they're in good form, Chelsea. They're, they're, uh, what what do you call it? Um, They're, what, nine or seven points ahead or or something like that. Eight, I think it is, Archie. I would have my money on Chelsea, but uh, uh, you never know. You just just don't, don't know that... I still think that... The top six will be in the top six, whatever positions they finish in the top six, then I don't know. And that's going to be a feature, you know, then of all the football uh, in England. That top six that are there just now, Albert, will be the top six, I think, for many years to come.
0: Oh, Archie Knox. Right, absolute pleasure having someone of your calibre talk to us over here in Adelaide. Thank you so much for your time and that insight, and it's been an absolute pleasure.
2: Yeah, thanks, Archie. No a legend, problem. A legend in your own right, mate. Fantastic. I
5: thoroughly totally enjoyed it, and I'm um, just... It. Uh, it's just a pity that you didn't invite me over to do the interview because, as Albert says, it's 28 degrees there and it's 2.8 here in Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Speak to you later.
1: Oh, how good was that? Well done, Albie, and uh, Alex Abella as well. Great interview. Going back to last week, uh, a couple of the highlights. He talked. If you missed it, uh, <coughs> Phil, he talked about how good would this be? He signed Rooney as a 14-year-old um gigs and gigs as a 14 year old you know uh, it's incredible to, for a guy like archie knox to then see them develop and, and
3: have the careers they had Oh look outstanding great to listen to him there and just one on the Gascoigne, you know i actually went to the the training paddock it was david moiser was taking him at the time and you know I was talking about Gascoigne when he signed for everton and they were saying where is he you know we've all arrived in the team bus and then ended up coming on the training paddock with a team bus and just driving it around the training grounds and Look what a character! And I think that somebody of of actually an Oxy's caliber has, has been there, he's seen it, and he's done it all. So, mm. a, a great interview, I'll well, be. Well done.
2: It was great talking to him off here as well. That's uh, where you know he's speaking about Beckham, he's speaking about the Neville brothers, yeah, uh, the Roonies of this world. And you know you can only cram in so much in yeah, yeah. you know a few minutes of in well, the, in well, an interview. Hope, but I uh, hope
4: we
1: can talk to him another day. about yeah, plenty like, of stories. And interesting, yep. his comments about Arsene Wenger too. Yeah, yeah.
2: supportive. Did it surprise you? Did it's you? Do you think were you surprised with Gascoigne being chosen as the best player? He's he's uh, yeah. he's looked
1: after. Look, I recently read Sir Alex Ferguson's book, and he said the same thing. So they think alike, obviously. That's okay. been a lot, of it. but he said. Yeah. The best English player, I think Sir Alex Ferguson said, the best English player I've seen was Gascoigne. I am surprised, out of all of the great players over
3: the years, that Gascoigne would be number one. Look, uh, each player makes their own mark on you in, in different ways, and obviously Gascoigne has been a, a terrific player. Let's we got a you know, character as well. Is he as great, great as
1: Rooney? Player. As good as Rooney? Well, uh, yeah, does he I score think he as is. many goals as
3: Rooney? Well, he's not a different type of a player, but um, look, he scored goals, Gascoigne. He scored some important goals, some great goals. Obviously, the goal against Scotland one that
2: goes down. Oh, in here we banks. go. Here we go. But also I didn't want to bring that up. We remember anyway. the
3: World Cup too, though, don't we? Uh, yeah, well, we don't. We ended got, up crying. Yeah, but semi-finals. <laughs> that was because he got a yellow card and he was going to miss the next game the next for his game, country. Yeah, right. so so that, right. was... but that lets the country down, though. Listen, Ditz, it. you're not baiting me on that one, mate. I'm not it. going there. Is he a great player? Yes, he is. Is he the best ever? No, he's Uh, not. Probably not, no. No. But the question was to them. Who's the best player in their opinion that they've coached? And and his answer was Gascon.
1: Anyway, it was a great interview. Really Mm. enjoyed that. uh, Coming up next, uh, plenty happening in the world of football. Some of it here in Australia. Very exciting news. We'll get to that next on The Real Football Show. Thanks to CMI Toyota. Last week, wasn't it? The Real Football Show on a Saturday morning. Phil Stubbins, got Albie Kid and Ditzy. Right, footy news. Uh, things that are happening right around the world. This is big. This is very exciting in our own backyard. West Ham to play Adelaide United in July.
3: Oh, I'm forever the Hammers. Bubbles. <laughs> look, <laughs> <you> in bubbles. Look, you and Alf Garner standing up. Right. Oh, well, take it easy, geezer. Big game. Uh, geez. Obviously, look. Big club, you know, West It Am. is, I know. It's a huge club. Yep. So I think that's a. it's a great feather in the cup of Adelaide United. 50,000 to get that, that, that game. game. Yeah. Adelaide Oval. And people uh,
1: will fly in for that too. A lot of West Ham supporters <laughs> in Australia. Yeah, the West Ham players, they'll be flying in for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. they got a lot of support. Sorry, Dix. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about uh, Claudio Ranieri gone at Leicester City. Um, how's this? Uh, the FFA has found Western Sydney Wanderers guilty of bringing the game into disrepute. Uh, the club supporters, this was uh, a controversial banner. It's Saturday night Sydney Derby. They're talking about a possible fine to the club of $20,000.
3: Well, I, I think it is. A, that's what's actually happened. It's yeah. been endorsed. Yeah, they've so accepted that. Yeah. The 20 grand is what's been paid. And um, look, I think move on.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, this is magnificent. June 13 at the MCG, the Socceroos to take on Brazil.
3: Massive, massive game and great coup for, for, you know, the... The country to actually witness Brazil. I think the last time they played, they got, was it 6-0? A little touch-up. Yeah, yeah six just nil. a bit of a touch-up. But there, also say, Brazil
1: but... to play Argentina at the MCG ahead of the Confederations Cup. This is huge for yeah. Australian football.
2: A couple of big games there, lads. I'm definitely going to take in that game. For sure.
1: Yeah. All
2: right. Uh,
1: Besart Barisha has stunned Melbourne victory, accepting an international call-up from Kosovo.
2: I can understand that. Yeah,
3: I can too. I think he's, yep. what is he now, 31? He's, he's been at the top of his game here for, for the last whatever period he's been here. But um, to get called up for the national team, he's he's obviously going to be chomping at the bit. I'd say I'll be for that.
2: Oh, definitely. He'll have a bit of passion about his country and whatnot. So, uh, look, he's one of, one of the best players, strikers in the, the league, as we all know. Mm. But good on him.
1: Good on him. Yeah, he's capable. Good luck. Hey, uh, this is a nice little touch. Uh, After beating Sutton 2-0 in the FA Cup, uh, the Arsenal players left their shirts behind in the change room so they could be distributed amongst the uh, Sutton players. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. lovely. (laughs)
2: Compromising? What do you mean? Oh, jeez. Just beat them.
1: I mean, it's a nice gesture. It's not every day Arsenal it's, it's comes lovely. to your club, is it? It's I think mean, it's very, mate. very good. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool have trained at Melwood since the 1950s and they're set to move away from their training base. Uh, they're going out to the uh, Kirkby Academy. Do you know much about Melwood? I've never heard of Melwood. Obviously,
3: I know they play at Anfield, but. Uh, what do you know about Melwood? Look, Melwood's a good training centre, to be honest. I think it's a little bit archaic now in terms of uh, the age of the place. So look, all those Premier League clubs nowadays, they're all chasing that really good setup and structure in terms of the training, the academies, etc. And um, for them to be moving on, I think it's a step in the right direction for
4: them.
1: All right, and uh, finally, making news, Albie, your favourite player at the moment, Aaron Moy, uh, they're saying some Premier League clubs are willing to pay up to $30 million.
2: That's a lot of money uh, I got back uh, a couple of weeks ago 11 million um, and they knocked that back apparently which is a lot of money to knock back but uh, 30 million jeez he's getting up there Well
3: it just goes to show you know this this the, the Melbourne City Group or Manchester City Group or whoever it is they've got Aaron in the books and uh, I think it's been good for Melbourne City to, to get involved in that. And then to be talking about these figures, for me, is the best player we've got in Australian football at the moment. We don't have enough players playing in the EPL. Dits. I don't think we've really got any at the moment. Maybe perhaps two, Brad Smith and, and, and Jones. But um, other than that, we need more players coming through. But Aaron Moy is a product. Very, very good player.
2: He needs to get into the EPL, uh, lads. And uh, do we think he's good enough for the EPL? I think,
3: I think... How they've actually planned it has been very, very good for Aaron Moy. They've picked a team. They've been selective in where they've sent him. He's gone out there on loan. Huddersfield are uh, 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 challenging for the title and also to get promoted into the EPL. And I think as a shop window, Albie, it's been very good to put Aaron Moy where they have and allow him to play and prosper in week after week after week.
2: Well, play. he's handled that le- handled that level very, very well. Yep. He's in the top three players every week, as we all know, and yep. playing superbly well. Yep, but. The next step, the EPL, it's a huge jump. Uh, I rate him. I think he's a great player, but uh, let's hope he can make it at that level.
1: Uh, let's move on, boys. Just finally in football news, i am going to put you on the spot. Next Saturday, because I know there's been something happening behind the scenes, you've got two very, very big football stories to drop. And I know, because I've heard you on the phone, you've been talking, and this one of them concerns the Melbourne City job. Uh, one of the biggest names in world football could be linked to this job. Now, this is exciting. Now... If I can get you to work on that during the week and maybe drop that next Saturday.
2: We might be able to get an interview as well. um, just to take that a bit
1: closer. We're talking a big, big name, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Huge name. That's in line for Melbourne City that would add to our think of the big names that have come from overseas to our league, to the A League, and added to it. This fellow would be in that category.
2: Well, I could tell you right now that there's a great deal of interest. Great, all right. So we'll leave it at that till next week.
1: All right, we'll do that. We'll drop that next Saturday. For sure. Fantastic. The real football show here on Triple
0: M. Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer.